0: Welcome back to The People Show, second half of The People Show, coming to you live from the Kintech studio. I always say, uh, we're, we're pro-accountability on the show. We get something wrong. Heck, we, we did a whole segment of it, buzzer bells on Mondays. This one, Karn. Bic, big Cowboys fan here, so don't get me wrong, I, I like the Eagles hate, but uh, the Eagles won the week before last. I said no wins in a month, hashtag facts only. Hey, we're above, uh we're we're about facts on this show. I totally forgot about the We're above facts uh, on the show. <laughs> we're about facts on the show. I forgot about the very unremarkable uh Giants win. Uh but four of their last five. But hey, again, we're 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 about facts on the show. So, thank you for the accountability uh from Karn coming in the inbox. Uh it's a Canucks game day uh, as well, getting ready for the Senators later tonight. And I uh, mentioned today like Rick Tockett uh, talking about Elias Pettersson uh, potentially new spot on the power play and the bumper. Most fascinating part of his uh, pregame uh, media availability day. Saw, saw a little bit of it as well uh, in in game against Philly, where he goes to the bumper. Bachbesser has that chance uh, that he puts wide, and the power play really has to get going. And in the last six games, it's operating at nine percent. They got him up a shorty last game as well, so it's been bad thirteen percent over the last. Uh, 18-19 games so it needs to improve uh let's get into it with uh Yannick Hanson who joins us as always on Tuesdays again nothing changing on the people show in the new year uh and this analyst is brought to you by Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, Magnuson Ford and Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. Yannick how are you?
1: Yeah I'm good and happy new year to you guys.
0: Yeah happy new year to you and the family as well uh, and uh We get to uh, to take a pause a little bit. Uh, The Canucks have barely played here uh, in recently. They also played tonight against Ottawa. But a a chance to kind of take some stock into some things, and it looks like even some changes are are happening for the the Canucks on the power play. Uh, It was noted today, uh, you know, Leas Pettersson spending some time in the bumper, something we saw as well in the last game. Um, If if Pettersson plays there, uh, is that a spot you think is interesting for him?
1: Uh, I don't think you have a guy that can uh, take his spot on the half wall. Uh, the half wall is where you receive the most pressure. It's your everything goes goes through that. So I don't know who you're putting out there uh, where he used to be. Um and if you're just moving Miller over, then now Miller's spot is open and are you putting yeah, I, I don't know. Um again, the bumper is a, is a vital spot. It's it's a hard place to play. Um Ball did it with the uh, did it To a T last year and the year before that when he was there, but but again, uh, I like PD on the half wall. Uh, he he's got so much skill, uh, so so good with the puck. The bumper is, uh, as you say, a bumper. You don't handle the puck, you you shoot it or you uh, you direct it kind of thing. So um, I I think he's better served out on on the half wall. But again, uh, we'll see.
0: There was the moment in the, in the game against Philly where he was in the bumper and it, it drew some attention and it opened up the space for Brock on a backdoor pass where Manko hits Brock perfectly and it just goes wide. You know, as a penalty killer, I'll, I'll put you on the penalty kill, when, when Pedersen's in that bumper spot, how does it change your focus as a penalty killer?
1: No different than if it's Bezer, uh, it's a shooter. No different if it's Bull, a shooter. Um, you, you cover them the same way. The only thing is now when who was, if, bet, let's say, is on the half wall now, he's not as good with the puck as Petey or, or JT. So I'm I'm pressuring him different than I would pressure the other guys. And that's where I'm saying I I like him better on, on the half wall um, because in terms of coverage, you cover those guys the same way. They can't get the puck. And it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, if it's JT in the bumper, if it was Bo in the bumper, if it was Bezer in the bumper, if they get the puck there and they get a chance to shoot, that that's probably your best scoring chance on the power play. So you're covering that the same regardless of who it is. Um, so it's not like it's going to draw more or less attention just because it's Petey now in there. Um, it's just going to alleviate a little bit of that pressure from from around on the outside that Petey did get taken away a lot, and it did open up a lot of time for JT on the other side because they'd rather have JT come in and shoot a wrist shot than they want Petey with a one-timer. So that's kind of the one you give where now you don't have to maybe watch it as much. Um, But again, we'll see.
0: You mentioned though, if he becomes more of a distributor from from the middle, and and there are power plays across the league, like I think of Boston's in the years past where Bergeron's done that. You know, there there are guys that you know in the bumper with almost like they're back to goal and, and facilitating a bit more. If that happens, does it change anything of, of the dynamics with it?
1: Uh, again, nothing. Don't I'm not taking anything away from from Bergeron. He's a he's an all star, a uh, hall of famer, and all these mm-hmm. things. But but he's not the distributor you're thinking about as well either. He's in that bumper role because that that is where he excels. Uh, in the middle of the ice, directing, head on a swivel, uh, tipping, screening, all of those things. Uh, and that's why he, those type of players excel there. Um, if he would have been... You don't see Jumbo in there. You didn't see Thornton in there. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he's on the half wall. He, he could step into the bumper too, no problem. But they are just better out when they have the puck more they see the plays, they make the passes they can do the sauce they can do the passes that nobody else can and that's why they're out there I'm not saying they can't play in the bumper it's just you're taking some of their skills away from them Um, puck won't go through them as much Um, so that's why I'm I'm not saying it's not an important spot because it is very important and you're alleviating pressure from everybody doesn't matter who has the puck. So you're a very important player, but it is just boom, boom. And then the puck is off your stick. You're not handling it. You're not setting it up. So it's, again, it's kind of the same thing I keep saying, even though you, you're throwing direct, different directions at me. Sure, here.
0: Um, but the thing is, like, you know, he obviously has this great talent of, of the shot, and you want to utilize that, but you know, over the last you know month here, month and a half, going back to, to mid-November, uh, it's been clicking at 13%, and I just wonder, do you sacrifice the one talent that he does have? Because it's not as if he's bad at distributing the puck and being a, a, a center of a focal point, but we don't necessarily see him be the playmaker off the half wall because JT handles the puck so much and, and Quinn Hughes handles the puck so much so his one talent that's very very prolific almost doesn't get utilized enough and so I just wonder for the sake of the entire power play do you bypass the, the shot right now to try to get something going because it's been going at 13% since mid-November.
1: Yeah and again you're you're saying one talent. The, the thing I like about Petey is he gets so much shit thrown around to him. Every time there's a panic plays it gets rimmed around. He picks it off his backhand. He's got two guys on him. He settles it down. He gets it to uh, Quinn Hughes, and they're in control of the puck. I am worried that this is going to happen to somebody else. Get thrown these pucks; they can't shake two or three, two 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 penalty killers mm-hmm. and make the play, and it's going to get cleared. That that's my fear. The reason he doesn't get his shots off, yeah, you. The way they have their power play set up it is that when it comes from. JT, or for, from Pete, like JT is is not a threat in the one-timer sense because he needs to get it, handle it, and then shoot it. So you're always inviting that because it gives your goalie a time to react. It gives your penalty killer to time to adjust. So you're giving that up. Um, so you're mentioning these two that are handling the puck this much. Well, that's because your biggest threat is on the other side. Now you're taking the biggest threat away, um, and, and I don't know how you're uh, – you're you're finding that so now like now all of a sudden it's going to open up all this space elsewhere no mm-hmm. it, it's just gonna it's gonna draw more attention to these guys and again finding that bumper for that shot is very very hard unless you have three other options you, unless you have multiple multiple options the bumper shot is never going to work because it's it's the da- it's the most dangerous one it's the first one we take away so unless you're you're showing us something else to take away, you're not going to get the bumper shot. And if you take, I don't know who's going on the left side half wall now, if, if that's JT or if that's Kuzmenko or whoever it might be. Um, but if you're not showing a threat from that side, well, I'm not covering it then. If I'm the weak side forward, I, I got to stick on, on TD stick all the time then. Uh, and that's where you, you need two or three, preferably four options. Washington, just, just to kind of shift gear here a little bit, were so good for so long. They had Backstrom on the half wall. They had Carlson on the point, um, Oshie on the slot, Ovechkin on the back door, and then they had um, Kuznetsov on the goal line. So whenever Backstrom had the puck, he could give it to four different guys that could score from wherever they were. And you can only cover so many things. So that's where you need these options. So now when you you're taking an option away and we're saying oh we're we're not utilizing PD Shot, no but it, it's still an option and that option draws attention which means other guys are open. Now it's up to other guys to score in their chances and when you get this half a step on them. Um so again I I, I don't like it that you take something that has been working so well for you for it's not just this year early it worked well. They've had a phenomenal power play with him there for a number of years, um, and now it's not clicking the last month and a half, and now you want to reinvent the wheel. That's, again, why I'm, I'm not loving it.
0: He, he's had so much focus on him so far this year, and you just mentioned on the power play, right? Like, there's moments when he shakes off penalty killers and, and in difficult scenarios. And I would even argue like he's he's producing and he's sitting there at 43 points in 36 game it's good for 14th in the league and there's been so much attention it's like how come he's not doing more and I you know we've had this discussion that he's kind of not doing it with elite talent with him at five on five and he's not really had a running mate like McKay is is his most regular line mate Kuzmenko as we've mentioned has been there but he gets dropped sometimes and he's been doing this are are, are we underselling the type of season he's having or are, are fans right with their critique about it
1: I think you're understanding. Like if if he's clicking away at this and he's putting up almost 100 points, uh, what, what more do you want from from a guy? Um, and like you, you you said, he he does not have a guy that's like okay, these two are on the ice, we we can't give either one of them a, a sniff. No, it's he's on the ice. We'll cover him, and then we'll deal with anybody else later on. And and last year he kind of had Kuzmenko as a, as a running mate. He was. He was doing very well and then scoring in bunches and it kind of drew a little bit of tension away from him. But but this year it hasn't been. He he's playing with, he's playing with good players. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not taking anything away from McCabe, but but he's he's a glorified grinder. Um, he, he's a little more than a grinder. He's a very good forechecker. He's got some skill, um, but but he is he, he's not a top six forward, top six winger. Um, in that sense, that, that he's in the same, same breath as when you're talking about the legitimate top wingers. No, no, he's, he's the complementary guy. He is the, the fourth guy we throw in there when we have three really good wingers in front of you, um, and then he can do it in a pinch. And when it doesn't really work, you can drop him to a third line and, and he'll excel. Um, so, so again, Petey does not have the the running mates that 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 he could do really well with. Like we, we mentioned, these pairs every time, and it's it's two players that play together, and then that third guy kind of just shifts in, and whoever is hot, you can kind of go with that guy for a couple of games. Petey hasn't had that. He he's had a lot more rotation on his wings, uh, either side. Um, and again, that that means that when you're on the ice, uh, guys know who to zone in on. Because we have this
0: spot here, where it's one game in eight days, uh, let's actually kind of just step back and, and kind of view this from big picture. Because you mentioned McKay, okay, he's probably better suited to be the fourth winger or in a different spot. So I'll just say a name, and and, and you do that. Just just place him where you think this player should be in the scheme of like if if this team's really competing for a cup, let's properly try to classify some guys. Um, so so what in, in a line, uh, what line should Kazmiko be on if this team's actually prepared to, to challenge for a cup?
1: If Kuzmenko is playing the way last year, he could be, he could be a second-line winger. Okay. Uh, right now, he's not producing at that level. And, and it goes back to this, the same thing. Like If you're producing, you can play in the top six. As soon as you don't, you get dropped. And, and he's a guy whose skill set doesn't necessarily translate uh, to bottom six. Um, we, we've talked about Garland. We just talked about Mikheyev. Yeah. Those two players, they can play in the, tel- in the bottom six. And if you have them in the bottom six they're tilting the your way. You move these guys in a, in a top six and now we're a little weak. So McKay Garland uh, on, on a, on a top team, they're, they're your third line wingers. Uh, and then they're, they're tilting the your way. No, no question about it uh, in the top six. They, they need to uh, above and beyond and, and playing at where they're, uh, not expected to, and you're like, oh, wow, these guys are really earning their, their paycheck and, and, and stuff like that, uh, yes, then then they can do it. But but again, uh, at the beginning of the year, if you're penciling in uh, top six uh, as a Stanley Cup contender, then those two guys should be third-line wingers.
0: Uh, what about Teddy Bluger? Uh,
1: Teddy Bluger is a bottom six uh, center. Uh, third, fourth, uh, interchangeable. Okay. Uh, Brock Besser? Brock Besser, when he's scoring, like he is this year, he's a top-six winger. He's the complementary player to the dishing center. Um, and, and it could be first line, second line, doesn't matter. Brock Besser, same, uh, same boat as Kuzmenko. When he doesn't produce, his skill set doesn't translate to the bottom six either. So if he's not producing, he, he's an anchor. Um, and he's very hard to uh, to find a spot for. He doesn't drive a line um he's not the greatest forechecker he's got a phenomenal shot he got a nose for the net all these things um, so so he needs the ice time he needs the line mates uh, and then that only happens if, if he's producing which he is now and per se he is a very good top uh, top of top line winger
0: JT Beller
1: uh, no question top center uh, i'd put him in behind just because of right. the way he plays, I'd use him as a as a matchup center. Uh, and normally, your number one center is not your matchup center. It, it is the second line center that does that. But but those two are one A and one one uh, A and one B, if you will.
0: So just kind of just doing this exercise here because it feels like you've you've mentioned you know Besser, Michael top six, McKay of Garland, probably you know in, in an ideal world they're they're on a third line. You got to go through this exercise. You kind of see that like as we were just mentioning the running mate, and if, if you want to get to the stage of where it's actually credible, you, you see where the the gaps are immediately.
1: Yeah, we need a number three defenseman, and we need another top uh, top six or t- t- uh, top four winger, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to to really push them over the top um and that that is where the holes are those aren't they aren't necessarily the toughest butt to fill but they do require 10 million uh so so like to to play armchair gming here uh tyler myers's contract mm-hmm. it's six million dollars you're paying for a defenseman he should be your third best defenseman uh by a wide margin uh, and that's kind of like that. That that's where you can kind of see that happening. Um, the money is allocated in the right spot. Just aren't quite getting the production. Um, you have Kuzmenko. You have Besser. Um, these two are, are very two very good complementing top six winger. You, you'd love another winger um, that can that can drive that can drive a line as well, um, helping out on, in that sense. And then. That third, the fourth spot on the top six in terms of wings or fourth spot, that can be interchangeable between a McKayev, between a, a Huglander, between a Phil Giuseppe, because uh, you can't fill all the holes. Mm-hmm. There's no cap space and all these things. But that's where it is. Now we're only talking about one spot where you're kind of drawing a guy in that aren't necessarily penciled in for the entire year as a top six winger. Um, but, but again, it's... Uh, it's easy when you're sitting in your chair and uh, and you're plotting it down and, and there's no salary cap and and you can make changes as as you will um in the real world it, it's a little more challenging
0: because in that top second, just hearing you talk about you know cosmemico and besser it, it feels like and and Mikheyev too, because his his one his one facet his one dimension is you know he's a, a forechecker he can be a grinder. It feels like they me- they need one more kind of multifaceted player, like someone who can be a play creator or a goal sc- and a goal scorer, someone who can be a goal scorer with some good forechecking. It feels like they're missing one more like multifaceted player.
1: Yeah, and then that's where you are like normally when when you think uh, top winger, the, those are the type of players. Uh, they, they can be playmaking, they can be scoring, uh, but but it's you're not you're not thinking okay, four games from now, this guy might drop down. No, this is like right. you're expecting 75 games in, in the top six, uh, 18 minutes a night, um, power play minutes, and all of these things. That the, and, and again exactly the that that's getting very nitty-gritty and, and picking here. But but again, somebody, just to, to make it easy to, to see it, like when you brought in Heronic boom, you have a defenseman right. that fills in between Quinn Hughes and whoever were your second-best defenseman at that point, um, and he fills that gap. Now, there is still a big gap between Heronic and Quinn Hughes down to Susie, Cole, Tyler Myers, uh, and Sodorov those are all four good defensemen uh, no question about that but they are your fourth fifth sixth defenseman in a, in a perfect world they're not your number 3 defensemen. they're not anchoring that second pairing they can they can help there no question great role players kill penalties big physical all these things but but they're not 25 minute defensemen in my opinion like the other two so so that's where that hole could be filled and that's the same thing when we talk about the forwards, you have, you have PD and you have JT this year. Bezer has taken three steps forward, but before that, after Bo got traded, the, the the next best player there, the gap was too big. The gap was too big. You want somebody who is, they don't necessarily have to be the potential hall of famers, but, but you definitely want all-stars in there. So again, Back to, to to when I played, you had you had Hang and Danny. There's no question who they were on our team, but right behind that, we had a we had a guy named Kessler, who 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 filled that. There, there's no question who our third best forward were on any night. Sometimes he was the best forward, um, uh, but but again, you you need you need something so you don't fall off too far when when these guys um, are getting matched up, aren't getting it done, um, and again that that will drive by themselves can't do it by themselves uh doesn't look to anybody else doesn't need help uh can get it done and that's where those two spots kind of need filling in in order to take this team from a very very good team where there are no question they are right now to a team that other teams are like oh, sh- i don't want to play vancouver they're, they're they're too deep they're too good we need help in order to beat them so back to your saying that there is a couple of holes and you'd love to fill them it's easier said than done but but that's where it's at. Talking to Yannick
0: Hansen, uh, former Vancouver Canuck, joining us here on the People's Show. And as the calendar changes now, you start looking ahead and there's 13 games here between now and the All-Star break. And, you know, people already started looking and saying like, all right, they got 49 points, 36 games, you know, amongst the, the, the best you know, league leading uh, as far as points for the team. And, you know the job's not done, um, but at, at what point do you start considering, you know, managing the players, you know, usage? You know, when do you start thinking about okay, we we need these guys to be fresh for the playoffs?
1: You're doing that. You're, you're you can't do that. Well, it, at the end of the season, yes, when you're locked in, but mm-hmm. you might come down to where uh, there's three points uh, and there's five games left separating you from first in division, uh, home ice. Um, you need you need every point um and that's where as long as you're healthy you can spread the ice now um and you can keep them at where they are you don't want to see uh, uh, Quinn play 30 minutes a night Uh, 25 is fine you don't want to see Petey creeping up to 25 a night sitting there at around 20 is great and he should be able to do that for for 82 games and however many series they can they can push their way through um the real benefit this year is uh is Casey DeSmith or DeSmith there um and his ability to jump in and then them not missing a beat, which means that you can give Demko legitimate nights off that you can't do through the rest of your lineup because you can't take these guys out and then give them a night at a rest. And, and then thinking that you're, you're going to be able to, to compete in the same way as you can not when you, when you sit your number one goalie. So that's the real benefit. He's the guy that you can potentially keep very fresh for, for a long, long run Uh uh, and then hope that he's, uh, uh, he's at his best.
0: Yannick, uh, you're the best, man. We appreciate it as always. Yeah, take care. There he is, the excellent Yannick Hansen. As usual, uh, a presentation of Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coleman Magnuson Ford in Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. That was tremendous. Uh, what a way to end the show uh, leading into Canucks Central. They will uh, have you the rest of the way into... Uh, Pre-game show, which is on television today. So check them out, uh, Dan and Sat, on Sportsnet Pacific. Pre-game show getting going at 6 o'clock, 6.30 on TV. Batch Randy with the first call of the year versus Ottawa at 7 o'clock. I'll be back on intermissions and uh, on post-game with Satir Shaw later this evening all the way through to 11.30. Uh, Join us in the course of the day here on the Home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.